This week's Devil in Detail podcast. I'm Rob Paxson. We're here talking all things Salford Red Devils. Joining the show as ever, we have Paul Whiteside. Right, Paul? I'll probably okay. How's your week been, mate? Yeah, very good. Very good, mate. Not, not too bad at all. I'm looking forward for uh, the uh, the league game at weekend. It's nice to have some rugby league back, isn't it? And uh, you know, to keep us to keep us busy. But yeah, I'm very good. Thanks, mate. Yeah, obviously, first game. Of the pre-season weekend, Paul, it's good to get back in the swing of things. You know, seeing old friends and old faces, and everyone excited about 2020. Yeah, yeah, certainly, certainly was. It was nice to get back there on the weekend, back to the AJ Bell, and I think it's always nice to play Swinton local local derby. And, you know, to see your friends who, who follow Swinton as well was good, and there was a healthy crowd there as well, wasn't there? I think everybody enjoyed the day. It was just nice, wasn't it? After Christmas and that, we did. There's not been much. It's just nice to get back out there, get back and. And see the, the the new players that are playing as well, and the new combinations that we've got to to, to see next season. So it was a good a good day all round, and it wasn't too cold either, was it? Wasn't so bad on uh, on Sunday. It was decent weather, so uh, yeah, I enjoyed the, the day and enjoyed the match. An entertaining game, you know, plenty of tries as well. So it was uh, it was good. Yeah, we're going to talk all about the, the victory against Swinton uh, on uh, on Sunday. Uh, we've got interviews with Dan Sargentson, uh, Chris Atkin. We've got Ian Watson in coach's corner. We've got all the big news coming out with the Sulphur Devils. Uh, this week, uh, and then we're also going to preview the game against Lee on on Saturday. So, lot to go at. Yeah, certainly is. You know, despite the season not, not yet being underway, there's still plenty going on, and uh, they're keeping us uh, busy. Yeah. So let's start with the uh, the game against Swinton, uh, Salford's uh, first victory of 2020. So Salford Red Devils were victorious against Swinton Lions. Uh, they won 52 points to four, Paul. Um, you know, we asked for consistency. We asked for a, a sort of a, a good performance, and I thought we got one. Yeah, we certainly did. It was very similar to uh, to the game last season, wasn't it? When we played Swinton, I think that was fifty-two points to six, so it was uh, more or less a, an identical scoreline, really. And, and it was. It was. Um, I thought you know Swinton did quite well in the first half. You know, it took us twenty minutes before we, we went over and scored. So for the first sort of twenty-five minutes, they, they were well in the game, really, and causing us a few problems as well. And made a few breaks and you know they looked quite dangerous but then obviously we got our foot in the door didn't we and uh, got a couple of tries there Chris Wellen was was instrumental in the first couple of tries you know assisting one and scoring one and we never really looked back then I think our sort of pace and, and power told then didn't it yeah it did uh, the team lineup was at Evels at fullback Ken Seal Chris Wellen Dan Sargison Christian Inu Tui Lola here Chris Atkin Greg Burt Joey Lustig Gil Dudson Ryan mm. Lannan James Greenwood and Luke Yates. That was our starting 13. And it was a kind of roll-on, roll-off uh, sort of situation with, with the substitutes, Paul. And, you know, I, I kind of agree. I think they played quite well. Um, it wasn't really about the scoreline. It was about how the boys managed to clear off the, the cobwebs uh, of, of the pre-season. And, you know, I think they did that against Swinton Lions. They kept the scoreboard ticking over it as the game went on. And, you know, it was good that, I, especially I thought in the second half, uh, that we found a different gear. Kevin Brown came on. Uh, and started dictating operations, uh, which was good to see. Yeah, yeah, it certainly was. I thought Kevin Brown looked really sharp, didn't he? His passing was really good, and he seemed to be organising really well, and, and that's what you want. I was particularly impressed with Chris Atkin as well. I thought Chris did really well, and you know he got a good little kicking game as well, those guys, and Tui Lola here looked pretty sharp in the first half as well, so you've got three half-backs there who are vying for the two starting places you know, in a few weeks, and as Watto said in, in the interview, you know, 
he's not decided yet who his halfbacks are going to be. So you know, Atkin and, and, and Brown, they've got a lot to prove. As as Lolly, you've got to keep impressing Wattle to get in that side for that game against St. Helens. So there's two more preseason games to, to, to keep showing, you know, that you're the man to play. So I think that's a that's a good thing, and it's good that we've got players in, you know, in in positions where. There's competition with places, and we have in the forwards as well. You know, if you look at the, the guys who were left out on the bench, and obviously Lee Moss and Paulie Paulie didn't play as well for various reasons. So there's a lot of um, a lot of competition with places. There. You know, Elliot Key, Reese Williams were on the bench, and they're, they're going to be vying for, for those places in the in the three quarters as well. You've got Ken Seo, Chris Willow, Chris Inu, and Dan Sidis who all played, and you know, there's a lot of a lot of quality there, isn't there? So. Definitely a lot to be excited about, and the, the new guys that came in that we've not seen before that were making the, the debuts and the first appearance for Solvent. I thought they all looked really good. You know, Luke Yates looked good, good going forward, didn't he? Very strong runner, a good tackler as well. So there's some impressive displays there, and, and an awful lot to work on, and a lot to be excited about. Yeah, lots of different try scores as well, Paul, which which is good. Devils gets two as well, and it's, it kind of builds confidence, doesn't it, throughout the team that you know we've got ability all over the field. Yeah, it certainly does. There's a, there's a bit of flair there as well. Nia Levels, I thought, looked quality. He always does. He looked really, really sharp, didn't he? And, you know, you give Nia half a gap and half a chance and, and he'll go through it and he'll take that chance, won't he? And he, he did that at the weekend. He assisted a try as well. And as I said about Chris Wellham, he looked really sharp in that first half, scoring two tries and, and putting one on for Ken Seo as well. So, you know, considering the ring rust and we've not played since October, you know, sometimes with Christmas and that, the players can come back looking a bit lethargic. I didn't think they did. I thought they came out and, you know, they looked hungry to, to impress. And I thought Gil Dudson was immense. I thought he looked um, he looked so trim, you know, and, and so so fit and in, in fantastic condition. As did all the players that, that, that played, even the, you know, the, the guys on the bench, you know, Adam Walker, Mark Flanagan, they all came on and added their own little bit to the, the situation, didn't they? And, I thought I thought when Flash was on, he, he showed some really nice touches, some really nice neat passing as well. And you know, all the players that, like you say, let's hope this this grand final, you know, run last year will 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 carry on into the season, and that momentum will come into this season. Our players are hungry to impress and, and and get into the side. Yeah, we obviously we didn't win the grand final, Paul. There's, there's still plenty to go in there. You know, we don't. Who's this? Yeah, yeah, we got where we got, um, but obviously these players have still got you know achievements to make, haven't they? And you know, I, I was happy with the performance. I think the, the the boys gave you know a lot of good signs uh, in that Swinton game. That you know this team has has something special. Obviously, we got to the grand final last year. You know, we're experienced in, in big game football now. So you're hoping they can take that forward into the into the games in the uh, 2020 season. Yeah, of course. Yeah, you know, pre-season games. Obviously, you want to win every game you're going to, um, and particularly against Swinton as well. You you know, as a Salford support, you're not going to want to lose to, to the old NMAI. Yes, that's no disrespect to them, but it's not all about the result, you know, pre-season. It's about, you know, working on things and getting that match sharpness. At the end of the day, we've got three pre-season games now. These three pre-season games are to get us ready for when we play St. Helens because that's going to be an absolute mammoth task, isn't it, going there to, to, to Saints to, to face them on the 31st of January. So these three games are to get us in tune for that now. We've got to use these games as sort of, I don't know, trial games really for, for a place in that side, isn't it? So... You know, whereas it was good to, to work on those combinations. I think the, the biggest point was we didn't pick any injuries up. I mean, that's worse. That's the worst, coach's worst nightmare. You know, pick injuries up in pre-season. So uh, as long as you can get through them and get your match sharpness and build it week on week in these pre-season games, that's the, the right way to go about it. So big step up this week to, to Lee. And the week after, we've got a big step up to, to Warrington. So it's all about making progress and, and going slowly, but surely forward for that game in January. Yeah. End of January. Uh, I spoke to uh, Dan Sanderson and Chris Atkin. 
Uh, well, we spoke to Dan Sarge and Chris Atkin after the game, and this is what he said. So I'm joined by Dan Sargent. Good run out that. Yeah, it was good. Um, I, th- I think we needed that. We've had a, we've had a pretty long uh, pre-season, and uh, I think a lot of the boys would agree with me. We feel pretty fit. We feel very strong out there. Um, we're just probably off the boil a bit skill-wise, um, a bit knowing where we want to be. But 12 new players, you, you're going to get that. So um, no, no, no. I think I think next couple of weeks we'll um, start to improve some of them relationships some of them partnerships with each other and um, just just grow week on week now how are you settled in at Salford obviously first game today but the boys make you feel welcome yeah yeah quality mate I, I, t- genuinely to be honest with you it probably took me two or three days to to kind of get over the kind of nervousness of being at a new club and um, everyone made me feel really welcome so um, the, the coaches have been wicked all the staff has been brilliant and, and the lads are, the lads are top draw so um yeah, I, I, th- I thought it would take me a lot longer, but no, no I've, I've fit in quite well, I think. What, what's your sort of aims and ambitions for, for 2020? Obviously, being a star centre at Salford, would that be one of them? Do, do what, sorry? Being like a, the, one of the star centres at Salford? Uh, yeah, well, I hope so, yeah. I, I mean, um, I, I, I don't really kind of set my goal out. I, I kind of keep my goals within myself. I just want to uh, improve on how I was playing kind of back end of last year. Uh, I really felt like if I didn't get injured towards the back end I was hitting some real nice form and uh, felt really good in that cast game before I did my glute so um, I want to get back to that and then push on even further I want to get back to uh, how I was when I was playing kind of uh, international stuff and that so um, I'm, I'm not far off at all um, back on the left side now so that, that's a massive change for me as well that, that takes quite a while to get used to so still not completely used to that and um, yeah everything, everything will just keep progressing from now on Do you see Salford as a vehicle to get back to the international stage? Yeah I do mate yeah they're, they're, they're a top side as, as we saw last year and um, the main thing is you, you've got to kind of have them players around you who, who make, you, make you look that bit better as well so <clears throat> Kev, Chris Atkin um, I think Christian on the wing who can finish finish a lot Reese Willie it'll be a good edge that, that left edge um, as well as that right edge but um, no, I'm really looking forward to some of the players I can play around and hopefully they bring out different sides of my game to, to what I had at Wigan Cheers big thank you talk to us in Devon Detail I'd like to say Chris Atkin joins me you become part of a long band of players who's represented both clubs today Salford and Swinton how did you find your, your first hit went for Salford today? Yeah I think it obviously went alright you know for first hit out as a as in sort of new squad we've got a lot of new players um, like myself and Kevin sort of quite key positions so we're still trying to figure those things out I don't think um, we probably retained the ball as well as we wanted to and our completion was down a little bit we spoke about that at half time but yeah it was you know I really enjoyed you know going out there for the first first hit out and sort of getting it out of the way Is it sometimes hard to, to get that momentum when, when the squad's changing and players are coming on and off and there's a lot of, lot of substitutions as well is it hard to get that sort of rhythm going? Um, yeah, I mean you could see it with um, a lot of changes and things like that but we've got to be professional with it as well, You know, we've got to you know, take a, a good attitude into it and just sort of get on with it um, and I think we did that at, at times, I think just we're just a little bit sloppy you know, for, probably put it down to being a, a first proper run out as a team How have you found pre-season so far has it been tough some players relish it some players find it tough how have you found it personally um, yeah really enjoyed it and obviously it's been really tough at the same time and um, we've got a really good set up obviously Wattles you know, a great coach and you know, off the back of that from last year they, why, probably one of the reasons why they did so well but you know, the conditioning side of things um, GB and Potsy the conditions are really good and you know, sort of pushier and probably the fittest I've, I've felt um, in a long time Probably strongest as well, so that's probably down to the hard work that 
they put in. So yeah, it's been tough, but um, really enjoyable. Moving on to Leeds Centurions next week, it's like a, a slow progress, I suppose, a step up to Leeds next week, then you've got Warrington week after that. How do you approach the league game next week? That's going to be a tougher op opponent. Yeah, I think it's going to be a more physical game and probably um, yeah, test us a little bit more. But yeah, it's, um, it's going to be another step up again from ourselves, just um, how we approach the game. and We're going to want more again from ourselves. So we're going to use you know, today as a building block and, and, got, and looking to improve, ready for that first game on the 31st of January. And so yeah, it's going to be a, a tougher test um, for both sides, uh, Lee and ourselves. And, I'm just really looking forward to it. I think we'll, we'll see more of what it's going to be like uh, at the start of the season. There's no easy game on the 31st of January. As the St. Helens away, it doesn't come any, any, any tougher than that, does it? No, uh, obviously, current champions, you know, um, the lads finished it in the grand final against them and, you know, did really well for, for the majority of that, of that final and, and weren't too far away. Um, so yeah, it's going to be it's going to be a good start point because there's no probably no tougher place to go than the, the reigning champions. But to test that you know we're willing to rise to and uh, looking forward to it. Do you have a preferred position? Because obviously OKI you played a number of positions, didn't you? Yeah. Do you have a preferred? Are you a half back or is it hooker or you prefer playing fullback? Where where is it you see yourself? Yeah, I think I'm a half half back um, with those options and ability, which you know can sort of get you in teams at times, knowing that you can cover in different positions and. If anything does go wrong, I think what we've spoken about it, you know, slotting into nine or in at fullback, you know, as and when we need it, and I think that's that's good for myself. And you know, the last two years at OKI, it was good that I was I was involved in games more often than not because of that. Um, but yeah, I'm a halfback. I played you know majority of my games at Swinton, you know, in the halves, and you know that's where I you know that's where I want to be playing. Well, thanks very much for speaking to me, Chris. All the best in 2020. Cheers, mate. Cheers. Thank you. So Dan Sides and Chris Atkin both. Uh, impressed on their Salford debut, Paul? I thought they did, yeah. Dan Sidious had picked up the Peter Smethurst uh, Memorial Trophy, didn't he, for his, for his efforts in the game. And I thought he looked uh, he looked good in, in that first half. He's a strong runner. He was coming inside looking hungry for work. And, you know, he's a powerful player as well. Plays with a bit of passion, does, does Dan Sidious. And I think he's going to go really well for us this season. As I said before about Chris Atkin, I thought Chris did well. He, he organised well. He gets involved. He's... He's got a nice. He's a nice footballer. He's, he's got a, a bit about him, Chris Atkin, and you know he, he's shown that in the you know his form for Swinton a few years ago and his form for Oakingston Rovers in the, the last couple of seasons. So I think we picked up a, a, a good little player there in Chris. Uh, so I was impressed with both of them. I thought they, they both had really good debuts and uh, they both looked really excited for the season to come. Yeah, obviously Dan Sargent spoke about hoping to use Salford Springboard to get back into the international stage, Paul. Uh, and he is that good of a player. He's, if he's surrounded by a good quality, that's going to you know create gaps for him. He's, he's going to he's going to score a lot of tries, and you know I'm hoping to see a lot of that uh, in 2020. Well, yeah, and, and as he said to you there, Robert, he's he's come to a, a good club. I mean, years ago or a few years ago, Salford probably wasn't the place to go and sign and play for if you know if you wanted to be an international player because we weren't at that, at that top level. But last season, getting to a grand finals and doing well in the league, finishing third in the league, that puts you in the shop window for, for internationals, you know, for the likes of Wayne Bennett and, and people to, to watch you. So if you're playing in big games, you're going to get the opportunities to impress and, and, and put yourself on the on the map to play in international rugby league. So I think Dan Sidison's excited by that. You know, you've only got to look at his track record. He's played in, in grand finals for, for Wigan and played in big games for Wigan and played uh, over in the NRL for, for Gold Coast Titans as well. So he's got he's got good stock. He's played international rugby league before. So he's done it on the big stage before. He's had a few problems with injuries last season. But if we can put those problems behind him now and, and get some form and, and get a number of games behind him, and if he can reproduce the form that he did, there's no doubt that, that, that Wayne Bennett and the... the the international coaching setup, and we're looking at him because 
you know, there's not a lot of quality three quarters centres and wingers about, is there? So, um, so I'm sure he's got a great chance of that if he can find his form and 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 you do it consistently next season. Yeah, I think all the new lads, you know, show very good, you know, stuff on Sunday. A four, um, Reese Williams, uh, Elliot K, you know, all all show you know glimpses that you think you know these are going to add to our team, and you know it's good that obviously Watson have brought these in to take us to that next level. Well, yeah, just talking about the two Welsh lads there that you mentioned, the two three quarters the centres come wingers, you know, Williams and uh, and Elliot Keir. Two quality players, you know, they, they, they've been around, they've got really good pedigree, international players as well, and they've both got fantastic try records, you know, whether that be at domestic level or international level. So I was impressed with, with what I saw. They both looked, you know, quality quality operators, didn't they? I mean, they didn't really get much of a, a chance to shine, but the, the bits we saw of them, they showed some nice touches, and, and I think they're real good acquisitions to, to the squad, and they're going to be pushing for the first team places, as is Ed Chamberlain, who's come back in after a nightmare season last season with injury. Uh, he was going really well until he got injured uh, last season as well. So he's like, it's like having a new player with, with Ed. But just going back to what we said about international rugby league, I think, you know, anybody in that Salford side, you know, if you impress next season and you play well and we're playing at the top of the table, all those players should be looking at, you know, getting into to, to international rugby league. If, you, if you're talking about the likes of Gil Dudson, uh, Lee Mossop, you know, they, they should be, be, be shoo-ins for, to play international rugby league. They, they get to the standard they did last season. So I don't think it's a closed closed door. I think anyone's got the opportunity. You play well this season, you're going to put yourself in the shop window for that. Yeah, talking about internationals, former international England international Kevin Brown came on in the second half, started dictating operations, showed you know signs that you know he has that bit of magic, uh, which is going to obviously incite everyone to, to play even better rugby league. Yeah, certainly. I thought he looked uh, he looked really good. I caught a bit of him uh, training on, on Friday when I was down at the stadium getting me tickets, and uh, you you could see the class he's got there on the on the training pitch. They were going through some attacking drills, and you know Kevin Brown's got a fantastic pair of hands, and you could see that quality there, the way he's getting the ball out, the way he's passing, his short kicking game as well. So we know all about that. I mean, us as Salford supporters, we've been on the wrong end of Kevin Brown a number of occasions. Haven't we? He's played for Witness and, and Huddersfield, and we probably all all booed him a few times as well, haven't we? But now he's at Salford, he's got that experience as well, and he can pass that on to to, to Chris Atkin and and Tui Lola here. So it's good to have him in the in the squad, but. I thought when he came on at the weekend, we looked, um, what's the word I'm looking for? I, I thought we looked a bit more organised. I thought we had looked like we had a better shape when, when Kevin was on. So uh, so I'm excited to see him play. I know he's had his knockers and he's had a bit of stick off people. And perhaps a few solvers but has raised eyebrows when we signed him. But I think he's going to prove everybody wrong, Kevin. I think he's come for the right reasons. He looks in incredible shape. He looks really fit, really sharp. And, uh, you know, if he's looking that good now, What's he going to look like when it comes to the start of the league season? Yeah, I think it's obviously the pressure of uh, Jackson Hastings leaving and him coming in. People are obviously expecting Kevin Brown to be the next Jackson Hastings, but Jackson Hastings and Kevin Brown, two different players. You know, I don't think you can say to Kevin Brown, oh, I need you to do what Jackson Hastings does. Kevin Brown will do what Kevin Brown has done for the last 10 years. Well, that's right. I think you're always going to have that that comparison, though, Rob, because that's what what people will say. You know, he's coming and he's probably going to be playing in that scrum half position what Jackson played. Well, it really is probably unfair to make comparisons because it's two guys at totally different spectrums of their careers, and it Jackson's just sort of starting out young. You know, early twenties, and, and Kevin Brown, you know, he's in his mid thirties now, isn't he? Probably in the in the twilight of his career. So, but you know, speaking to Kevin Brown a couple of weeks ago, he probably does want to impress him. He probably will be using that because he's a proud player. You know, he's been there, been in big finals, played grand finals, Challenge Cup finals, played in the World Cup final for England. So 
I think he'll use the, the Hastings situation, you know, to to um, to motivate him and motivate his his passion for this season. So, uh, you know, don't, let's not expect a Jackson Hastings performance from him, but let's expect a Kevin Brown performance because you know Kevin Brown is a quality player. He's played quality rugby league, and I know people say, "Well, has he still got it in him?" But we're only there's only one way to find out, and that's from his performances this season. And I don't think he'll let us down. I think he'll do a good job for him. Yeah, you spoke to Ian Watson uh, after the game, and this is what you have to say. Coach's Corner. Right, Ian Watson joins me. Happy New Year, Ian. Glad to be back. 2020, you first hit out. How do you think it went today? No injuries picked up or anything like that? Yeah, no no injuries, so that's a massive um, positive straight away for us as well. And then obviously just getting the game time into players and getting our systems underway really for the new season just to start getting our processes right was it was a really worthwhile hit out today I thought Swinton did similar to what they did last year really came give us a little bit of an arm wrestle early doors um, and then probably just fell out fell away um, just before half time and just after um, but yeah great hit out for us Is it important these sort of games because you, you've obviously got a lot of yeah. new players coming in yeah. you've got combinations to work on you've got three really good halfbacks there that's yeah, going to be yeah. a real headache for you slotting those in Yeah well that's the, that's the thing isn't it all these early games are for them to put their hand up and say basically can't leave me out of the team um, it makes my decision easier if people perform and people are not performing it makes it pretty easy on selection really um, but to be fair everyone's put their hand up and done what they needed to do today the big thing for me this game was about getting through our processes and doing them well and even later on when we made some changes people stuck to the process and they did it really well and we got the rewards on the back end of that tried a few goal kickers today is, yeah. is Chris and who's still going to be the favourite yeah. goal kicker yeah well what's it we've got him we went from none a couple of years ago yeah. to yeah, about seven yeah and then we've got, we got loads again so it's important for us to keep going up in sixes but yeah Inu's a good kicker mate Ed, Ed was kicking all the other year as well um, we've got obviously Kenzie who can kick two we can kick as well there's loads of people who can kick as well um, Chris Atkin can kick so it's um, just a good um, thing to have within the squad that we've got a decent goal kicker. I think Chris Atkin for me has gone under the radar slightly everyone talks about Kevin Brown to Ilola here yeah. Atkin looked really good today what I saw him very clever footballer and yeah. how do you see him is he going to be half back for us or he's got that utility value I suppose as well he can slot in at different places can't he if yeah. needed yeah he is um, he's, he's going to be competing hard for a starting place I, I spoke to him and it's his job to make me want to pick him in front of either Tui or in front of Kev um, same same with the other guys with Tui and Kev as well they've got to perform well to make sure that I'm picking them in front of Atkin as well so at the moment we'll see how it kind of pans out um, Atkins had a lot more repetition in pre-season um, than Kev's had so he started today um, and I thought it went okay I thought we were just a little bit more scrap, bit scrappier in the first half second half we were a lot more composed in that area when Kev came on as well so that, that's a positive for us that as well but uh, Atkins certainly putting his um, hand up do you feel like you've got a lot more options in the forwards now? We do seem to look stronger and more strength in depth. I mean, you look at the, the loose forward position, you've got three or four players who be vying for that. Yeah. So that must be a positive for you going forward. Yeah, oh, of course it is. And again, people are not going to be happy if they're left out as well. And um, we've got genuine players who can compete in there, but that's what we want in this squad. We want people who can compete and push your starters out from last year. Because if we're doing that, if we're pushing people out who started in the team from last year, that means we've got a better level of player. Um, which is what we're going to need because Super League's going to be better again this year you look at all the, the amount of money uh, that some of the top teams have spent bringing people like Gareth Widdop over uh, Maloney over to Catalan um, that fella at Toronto as well looks half decent doesn't he yeah he don't look too bad does he <laughs> no, no. <laughs> yeah, so what's it people have spent big and tried to strengthen their squads as well so it was important that we got quality in 
you've got Lee St Jones next then Warrington yeah. is that is that the way you want to go it you know yeah. no disrespect to Swinton but it's going to be a step up next week against yeah. Lee yeah and Lee will be a big step up Lee will be a real physical challenge and Lee will come at you fire, fire in as well and that's what we need after today as well we've had that good little arm wrestle which is perfect going into the Lee game what we need now is that little bit more probably um, resilience from a team to, to not let you have it all your own way as well and like I said the, the the result won't be um, a big thing for us in that one, although you want to win absolutely every single game you go into. The, the, the one thing I want to get out of it is that kind of arm wrestle mentality and really push our guys to a place where they feel a little bit uncomfortable early doors so that when we get ready for the, pre, uh, the start of the season, we're playing against the top team in St. Helens, we're already used to being uncomfortable, um, so we can get comfortable there. You've had a really busy sort of off-season as well, haven't you? You didn't really have an off-season yourself nope. going over on the tour. <laughs> How much did you enjoy that? Did you benefit a lot from that working with Wayne Bennett and, and, the, and the whole Great Britain setup? Yeah, obviously, apart from the results on the back end of that, it was a real good experience and for learning things and learning with some of the, um, the best players um, in our competition. Um, for one, like Johnny Lomax, unbelievable how smart a player he is and how good, he, how good he is, really. And Sometimes you don't see that until you work with him as well. And there was other players out there who, who, who were great players as well. And it was good to, to be in talks with them and discuss certain things that they do or that they do it their clubs um, and again Wayne working, getting the chance to work with Wayne as well is known as probably the best coach that there's been um, so to get the chance to see how he works and how he does things as well is really good as an education for myself as well and then also with me stepping back to be an assistant as well that was interesting and different as well because you're used to kind of having yeah. control of the ship a little bit um, so to do that was interesting because over here you have to live and die by decisions but then when you're an assistant over there you've got to give your opinion but if they don't want to use that opinion you've got to make sure that you back their the head yeah. coach's decision so that, that that was good and it, it was and, and it's fresh really it was a different kind of um, perspective than obviously what I've been used to over the last couple of years you feel like there's not as much pressure on you I suppose the pressure's on Wayne Bennett really you can sort of oh, I suppose it's a different sort of pressure is it really yeah no I still think the pressure because I just want to win me. It doesn't mm. matter what team kind of you're involved in, whether you're the kit man or yeah. um, whatever. You just want to win with who you're involved, and that, on that side of things, things were really disappointing. But on other sides, they were really good. Um, like I say, some of the training sessions where we had some outstanding training sessions, and some of the stuff that um, we got to speak to Wayne about or speak with some of the other players about was uh, was invaluable, um, really. And it was something that um, I'm glad I've done. Um, I'm glad I did it now. And um, it, it, it's given me a different look on certain things as well and it's just about putting them into place everything's experience people get better by the more things they experience and sometimes you have to go outside your bubble to experience something different and that's definitely what um, I did as well so when we're talking before about being comfortable it's getting comfortable being uncomfortable sometimes as well it's different Do you get any time off then? Because you seem to just be at the grand final the playoffs and then you went away yeah. Did Mrs. Watson get to see anything of you in the course? Oh, just Christmas, we had a couple of days in Wales. <laughs> yeah, so she probably would have preferred somewhere like Mexico, but yeah, we went to Wales for a couple of days. You do need that though, it's a long hard season yeah. now, isn't it? You know. Yeah, I just felt with us having 12 new players this year, I just wanted to be in if they were in, I wanted yeah. to be in um, just to set our processes up so we're going forward. So then you can't look back. Um, at this point now and go do you know what I should have come in and we should have kind of got things right there so what what we did was we came straight back in got to work with kind of the boys and it's a, it's a great group to work with as well and that's one of the good things it, it's fresh coming in and it's, you're happy coming in as well because you're working with decent people so that and then obviously I gave the boys a break over Christmas so then I could have a little bit of time with my family then over Christmas as well and like I said I got a couple of days um, away which was good so it's just um, it's balancing it all out yeah. isn't it as well because you, what you don't want to do is kind of over end up overworking and burning out kind of thing 
one thing you had last season was a real sort of unity in that yeah. squad. You've had players go, yeah. you've had new players come in. Do you still feel that bond and that unity is there? I mean, I, I can see it, players coming out today yeah. and the way they perform. It's still there, that, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, the, the, the signs in there that this could be even better, um, a group in terms of character and kind of... Um, teammates if you like as well which which bodes really well as well going forward because um, that, that's what you want whether it'll transfer that onto the field into wins we'll, we'll, we'll soon find out won't we I suppose when you sit down at the start of the season and, and you chat about things it's going to be really hard to emulate last season you know yeah. getting to a, a grand final but you know you, I know, know you as like a, a guy who wants yeah. to win games you're a winner aren't you yeah. so well, you, you'll be targeting yeah. to do well again won't well, you? well that's been and gone for us now every time at the start of the season everyone can win everything um, and we say this all, all the time is like we want to win everything that we go into um, well you know you have a mind like with the friendlies you, you know that really the results are relevant at this mm. time of year it's about kind of working on things and putting things into place to going forward um, but you are always looked at by wins and losses as well and I, I'm, I'm no different I want to win in whatever you're doing um, although you know that certain things aren't it's not important that you get the results you don't get any two points for this today mm. um, you want to come through healthy and things like that but really deep down you want to win and that's kind of your competitive nature so uh, that's been what my nature's like that's what kind of the players who we've signed nature's been like or they've shown that over the time that they've been here so far is that they want to win and they want to compete so we, we want to try and win a Challenge Cup or win a Grand Final it's no different and everyone can win it at the start of the season as well and that's got to be our mentality going forward You're 50-1 to one to win the Challenge Cup because yeah. I had a tenner on you about three months ago <laughs> so, uh, so good luck in that yeah. well thanks very much for speaking to me today and no problem, I'll see you next week against Lee good luck in the season mate so, Paul, Ian Watson, you know, content with what he saw after that first game. Yeah, he was very pleased. It, it was nice to speak to Watson when he's in a, a relaxed mood like that because normally we're talking after a, the cut and thrust of Super League or, or a Challenge Cup game or something like that. So just to, to have a chat and quite a relaxing chat after, after a warm-up game. He seemed pleased with what he's seen as well and pleased with how, how things are going in the preparation. Like I said to him, he's not had a lot of time off really because our season... Went on into the middle of uh, middle of October, sorry, and then he had the international um, scene going over to uh, to New Zealand with the Great Britain side. So he's not really had a lot of time, but I think it just shows the mark of Ian Watson the way he wanted to be back in straight away because the player, the, sorry, the new players were there and he wanted to be there and, and be with them. So he didn't really want the time off. So that just shows you what he thinks about our club and how much he, he cares about our club. So no, great to speak to him again, and uh, looking forward to hopefully speak to him again on, on Saturday after another win. Yeah. Um, big thanks you for our three word match report from Man of the Matches from our listeners uh, you said roll on Saturday uh, your Man of the Match with Nia Levels do you agree with that still now yeah well <laughs> to be honest with you when I was writing it I could have picked about three or four because I was going to say Chris Weller at first but Chris went off at half time so I think Niall's probably for his game time and his, his match sharpness but there's probably half a dozen players I could have picked but I thought Niall stood out for me and, uh, and looked, looked, looked uh, real quality yeah, Colin Reynolds, uh, good workout. His man of the match was Evels. Mark, uh, Yates blown the cobwebs. Um, Chris and Janet Shenton, uh, bring it on. Theirs was Sargentson. Uh, Colin Wilson, cobwebs blown off. Uh, there, his man of the match was Brown. Uh, David Deakin, good first game. Uh, man of the match, Wellham in the first half. Williams and Brown in the second half. Uh, Lee, great warm-up. Uh, Wellham and uh, Salford Connor, we were OK. And his man of the match was Brown. Um, yeah, I think we were. We think we were okay. I think when your first game, you just want to see a bit of chemistry, don't you, and see how the players are, you know, are reacting to each other. And I think we got that on the on the Sunday. Yeah, I think I've said it a couple of times. It's, it's getting rid of the ring rust, isn't it? 
you know, you've you've had that that time off, or you've done pre-season, and yeah, you'll have worked your socks off in pre-season, and um, you know, you'll have done all sorts of training and and this that and the other. I was speaking to somebody the other day about about Lee, what they've been doing in their pre-season. I think they've been training with the army and doing all sorts of stuff. So every team's different; they'll they'll do all that sort of fitness stuff. But I don't think there's anything that, that can get you sort of match fit other than playing playing matches and, and playing eighty minutes of rugby league. So yeah, it, it, it's. You're not going to hit your straps hey, straight away in, in a warm-up game. You know, it's going to take you time to find your feet, find combinations, and you've got, you know, lots of different players coming into the, the setup who weren't there last season. So obviously, they can do whatever they want on the, the training paddock, but it's totally different when you get out there with an opposition in front of you who wants to to knock you off. So, uh, so yeah, I was pleased with the way it went and uh, pleased with the defence as well. I thought, you know, to keep Swinton down to to four points was uh, was good. Yeah, obviously we're looking forward to the league game. Ian Watson has managed to, you know, get this side together uh, after this first friendly in league uh, against the uh, Swinton. Sorry, what's what's obviously moving forward to have that league game? I know we're talking about Lee in a minute. Um, what what does he think he? What do you think he wants more of after this Swinton game? I suppose um, a bit more sharpness, a bit more sharpness, and I don't know whether he'll. he'll, he'll He'll swap it round as much. Perhaps we'll have a bit more continuity in this game rather than you know having loads of people on the bench and change it round at half time. Perhaps guys will get a bit longer. Perhaps it won't be just forty minutes. Perhaps we'll give guys sixty minutes and then perhaps bring a few people on on after that. But I think you'll, it'll be a step up definitely because Lee has said before a, a very physical side. I think and uh, they're going to be one of the top sides in the championship. They've signed some some good players, haven't they? And uh, some uh, some decent name players as well and players with experience. Jared Samet's come in and. We know about him from his time at Wigan and, and, and London. He's a, he's, a, he's a decent player, so they'll be looking to, to, to push on in the Championship and be, be knocking on the door for Super League, won't they? So this is a, a good test for them. So uh, it's going to be another uh, another good game, Rob, but it is a step up from Swinton and it's one where we're going to have to uh, up our game if we're going to get the win. Yeah, before we talk about Lee, let's have all the big news coming out of Salford Red Devils this week. So, obviously not much news early in the week, Paul. Um, the actual big news of the week for me, uh, Soul Good Shop is closed on a Wednesday now. So if you want to go and buy your merchandise, don't go Wednesday because it's not open. It's open every other day of the week, though, from 10am till 6pm, um, which is fantastic. Obviously, you know, we wanted a supporters uh, shop uh, and we've got one. They've got lots of great stuff there from, from Wild Thing uh, and Steve's doing a fantastic job. Yeah, certainly. Yeah, the, the merchandise looks pretty good, doesn't it? I know people keep saying on social media about the away kit. When's the away kit coming out? Well, I've got a copy of the League Express here, and it says something about the colours in there. But I don't know how they know because the kit's not out yet. So I <laughs> don't know whether that's just a, a rumour. But um, but no, it, the, the stuff that there's good, and it's great to have a shop and a central point in the ground where you can you can go and buy merchandise and things like that. So uh, as long as people are aware that it is, like say, closed on a Wednesday, I think the times there are quite flexible, aren't they? Ten while six, you can sort of get there after work if you need to, or on your, your dinner break or whatever. So uh, so yeah, it, it's been good. It's been very positive last season, and it seems to be doing doing well again this season. Yeah, last week, Paul, I did say you could order online and pick up at the shop, but you can't. So we'll get that message back out there that you can't do that. But there is lots of stuff. So you're telling people duff information? Basically. <laughs> but uh, now <laughs> you can buy stuff in the shop. Uh, and, you know, it, hopefully, you know, it's doing a fantastic job. We all know that. Uh, and hopefully more to come from the from the Solgood shop. Uh, other bits of news, Paul. Uh, talking about the league game uh, on Saturday, the Platinum 
dining experience is still available. It's thirty pounds. Um, you know, fantastic uh, opportunity to go upstairs and have a nice meal or, or you know, drinks uh, and enjoy the entertainment up there. Yeah, it's good up there, isn't it? As well, I've never actually had anything to eat up there, but I've, I've seen it up there. It looks nice and. It's a nice atmosphere to be in. You have to get there early, won't you, on Saturday with it being a 12 o'clock kick-up. So it's quite a strange time to kick off, Max. So not got time for a lie-in on Saturday. You're going to have to be down there early, but I'm sure that'll be good. And I'm not sure whether they're opening up another stand. Is it just going to be the West Stand on uh, on Saturday? We're not too sure yet, because there might be a bigger crowd. I expect some of the league supporters to turn out in uh, in numbers as well. So it should be a good day. Yeah. Uh, obviously, up to Thursday, you can go and order it at the shop. Uh, sorry, the shop at the club, up to Thursday, midday. Um, so hopefully there'll be a lot of people, you know, enjoying the pre-season and getting a, you know, a platinum day experience. Yeah, certainly, mate. Sounds good. Do we know what's on the menu for this? I don't, uh, this unfortunately, Saturday? but I'm, I'm, I'm told it's a very good uh, day out up there. So a lot of people will hopefully take advantage of the, uh, the experience being available. Uh, next bit yeah, of news, certainly. bit of injury news. I know we say we didn't pick up any injuries, uh, but Ryan Lannan uh, as a as a hernia, um, he's going into operate. I think it's probably this week or something, maybe. Um, you know, to fix it for the pre for the season starts. That's that's a good thing. Obviously, they spotted that he has an issue, and they're going to fix it. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was reading about that. And I didn't ask what about that the weekend, but um, I, I've been reading about that, and it, it looks like uh, he could have like the, the full out surgery, but. He doesn't need the full. Sorry, he doesn't need the full surgery, and uh, they're hopefully going to get it sorted quickly now, and uh, he'll be ready in time for the start of the season. Maybe when we play St. Helens, so he's probably going to miss obviously Saturday and then the, the Warrington game. But obviously, if they get the work done now, um, then he's, Ryan Lyons going to be better for, for for the start of the season. So uh, it's good, I suppose, rather than it coming. To, to bite us in the early stage of the season. So if they have spotted something, I believe he had a, a cough or something, that's how they worked out that he got a hernia. It's not a full hernia, apparently. So I'm not like a medical expert. I'm not really sure what a hernia is, actually. But um, he's going to get sorted in the next few weeks, anyway. Have you ever coughed and something fell out before? Um, <laughs> <You're> <laughs> out, of my po- out of my pocket? <laughs> no, no. <laughs> the less said about that, the better. <laughs> but yeah, hopefully we wish him a, a speedy recovery because obviously, you know, he, he came to us last season from Ulkington Rovers back to the club and, you know, he did fantastically well and a, a fully fit Ryan Lannan, uh, you know, makes an impact. Yeah, certainly, and he, and he looked pretty good on, uh, on on Sunday against Swindon as well. Scored a try, didn't he? Out of nothing, really. Showed a good turn of pace there and, and created that try. So, uh, so yeah, you, see, you, you forget Ryan Lannan's got quite um, quite a lot of experience behind him, a lot of game time behind him. But he's still only relatively a young man, isn't he? With a, you know a lot of potential, and you know he, he's a guy. Like I mentioned before about international rugby league, he's a guy that could be knocking on that door. He's certainly got the got the potential to, to go all the way and play international rugby league, and with you know Ian Watson guiding him and um, being involved in that setup. Let's let's hope he does. But yeah, wish him all the best in his recovery, and let's hope he's fighting fit for the start of the uh, league campaign. Yeah, uh, other bits of news. Red Devil TV uh, had the highlights of the game. Uh, you know, great stuff from from Emma and the people in, in the in the media department putting all that together. Uh, I'm sure we'll be looking forward to more gems like that. Yeah, certainly. I saw uh, sorry bits of it on um, on the Red Devil TV and uh, online, and yeah, it looked good. Some of the behind the scenes stuff as well. They put it together really well, didn't they? It's going to be exciting stuff. I don't think they can show the full the full game at the moment, can they? Because uh, 
the, the, obviously what I won't want people seeing the defensive structures and things like that. So I'm sure when the season starts, other games will be out only for people to watch. And the, you know, if you can't make it to the game and you can you can watch it on there, it you know it's it's all good. Yeah, don't forget to subscribe uh, to it. It's uh, very good value uh, for the fantastic quality stuff they've got uh, in the pipeline, Paul. And uh, you know we're looking forward to sort of being involved a bit. Yeah, with your dulcet tones and, and, and your cracking commentary, mate. Uh, you know, if we if we get another run in the in the playoffs again, I mean, your commentary's become legendary, hasn't it, from that Wigan game? Well enough again. <laughs> like oh yeah, yeah, we want we want some more of that, don't we? <laughs> I'd like a box of tea, box of uh, tissues next to me next time. Be prepared next time we get to a semi final. Yeah. Sounds like a plan. Uh, other bits, <laughs> other bits of news. Um, Club thirteen, uh, they have a um, event coming up. Paul, very exciting times for them. They do fantastic stuff, uh, you know, bringing the business community together. Uh, and it's the kind of thing that, as a, as a club, uh, we need. We need the local businesses all wanting to get involved, uh, and that kind of uh, vehicle helps that. Yeah, it certainly does. It raises the profile of the businesses and, and the club as well, doesn't it? And it's good that the club gets involved with that. So uh, I know a lot of that went on last season, didn't it? They didn't seem to go down really well and people enjoyed it. And, uh, you know, it's good to see them back at the club because it, it does, it just helps us to, to put us on the map as well, doesn't it? So I'm glad to see that that's been, uh, been took forward again in 2020. Yeah, um, I think it's the 13th of January, uh, 8.30 in the morning, like a business breakfast. Uh, the Steve McCormack, uh, from the rugby league cares, he's there, um, you know, to to do a speech, and I think it's fantastic. The club have really, you know, got this off the off the uh, off the ground uh, with all the other local businesses, and and probably gives it that community feel when all the businesses get together and, and help, uh, you know, promote themselves in this in this community. Yeah, and the guys at rugby league cares do a really good job, don't they? As well, it's uh, it's fantastic the way that that's. That snowballed over the last few years. There's lots of people involved in that. Lots of sort of ex ex players, coaches, you know, referees, and officials, match officials involved in rugby league care. So, you know, it, it is brilliant that you know it's looking after people's welfare outside and inside the sport. So, uh, no, I'm really pleased for that. I'm looking forward to to hearing about that. Yeah, 13th of January, AJ Bell Stadium, 8:30 in the morning, um, to build new connections with like-minded businesses. Also got Wendy Kendall. Chartered psychologist as well on the uh, on the panel. Um, so if you want to get involved in that, if you want a business and you want to kind of network with with like-minded businesses, uh, you can reserve your free place on the uh, the Club Thirteen Business Events uh, website, uh, which is um, Club Thirteen Businesses Event dot uh, Eventbrite dot uk. So a lot of people, a lot of businesses get involved in that, and it'll be another fantastic success. I'm sure it will. So, that's all the news so far um, this week. Uh, next up, what we'll do, Paul, we'll look forward to the league game uh, on Saturday. It's time for the Devil of the Details. So, Salford and Lee sat there. Another derby contest. Uh, looking forward to this one. Um, Lee has kind of taken over uh, from Swinton as being our main derby match, uh, obviously because of Swinton's uh, dwellings. Um, so it's, it's good to get another game uh, against them. Yeah, it certainly is. It's always a, a good game. It, 
Well, they've become a bit of a rival of ours over the years, haven't they, Lee? Whether it's through the 80s, 90s, and particularly the 2003 season, we played about seven times in that season. So, quite a local game for us, isn't it? And, uh, you know, just, just talking about going to their new ground, the, the sports ones, we've got a terrible record there. They seem to have beat us loads of times there, don't they? So, uh, I like playing Lee. There's some good people at the club. You know, we, we've uh, met Mike Laban a couple of times, haven't we? The, the chairman at Lee, and there's all the, the media stuff and things like that. And, we know uh, Mark Taylor as well, who we see in the, in the press room, don't we? He was their press officer now as well, so it'd be nice to see him again at the weekend. And everybody involved at Lee uh, got a lot of time for the for the league club, you know, very traditional rugby league club. And you know, I'm sure, you know, Derek Bowen's back involved there now. They've um, they've, they've thrown a bit of money at this season, I think, haven't they? They've made some some very exciting signings, some very interesting signings, and they've got some quality players in there as well. So I'm sure they'll be be looking to give it a push in the championship. You know, with, with Toronto. Sort of a, a step above everybody last season. What they've been promoted to Super League, so it's it's sort of wide open now for, for somebody to get promoted this season. Isn't it? I know London Broncos have dropped back down, and they're going to be, be be a tough side to beat with with a good coach and some good players they've got. So, and the French side to lose as well. You've got Featherstone in there, Bradford Bulls, and York City Knights. It's going to be a really exciting league, the Championship. So uh, I'm sure uh, Lee are going to be up there and uh, you know dictating things at the top. Yeah, got some good players as well. Uh, Greg McNally. Uh, still only 29, he's a very good player. Ian Thornley, ex-Salford player, played for us in 2015, six appearances, three tries. Uh, R.O. Faylett Jr., South, what a fan favourite he was over the years. He's coming back to the AJ Bell Stadium uh, on Saturday. So, you know, there's a few good players in that squad. Liam Hood, another ex-Salford player, uh, played for us in 2015, 22 appearances, one try. Lots of, uh, lots, I'd say, familiar faces, really. Yeah, well, I particularly like Liam Forsyth, the, the winger who's at Wigan. I think he's got a lot of pace, and I, I'm surprised we didn't make a move for him because he's a he's a good winger, scored a lot of tries at, at Wigan there, and on his due registration adventures as well. You've got some good halfbacks, Ben Reynolds. I've always been impressed with him. Jared Samets come in from Wigan as well, and you've got um, Josh Woods. I believe I think he's on loan from Wigan, Josh Woods, and you've also got Martin Ridyard as well as well there, who's uh, who's been there for a while. Jordan Thompson in the pack, Danny Addy. Another another guy who's been at OKR Bradford can play a bit of hooky and a bit of halfback. He's he's impressed me every time I've seen him. So, as you said, their junior South and some of the the old Salford connection with Liam Hood, Greg McNally. You know, I remember him making his debut against Salford when he was 16 years of age for Whitehaven. He scored a hat trick against us when they beat us at um, Whitehaven in 2008. That seems an awful long time ago now. So, uh, you know, if he was only if he was only 16, then he's still only 20 odd now, and he's so he's still a still a youngster. But I bet he's played an awful lot of games for Lee in his. Uh, his, his career has been there a while now. So, um, so yeah, they've got some good players, some really good players. And as I said, there's Samut coming in, very exciting player and probably didn't get the, the game time at Wigan last season or due to the, the quality in their squad. But I'm sure it'll be, uh, be a big signing for, for Lee Centurions. Yeah. Give us your score prediction, Paul, for the game on uh, Saturday. Uh, what did I say on the radio? I, <laughs> I gave you one about half an hour ago on the radio. Uh, was it 30, 30 points to 12, I think I said, to Salford. 35 well, good plug for the Sports Zone. Really enjoyable show this week. Uh, talked about yeah, you enjoyed that, mate. Swinton yeah. game, talked about the league game, and your interview, which we which you listened to, the uh, Kevin Brown interview on there as well, uh, which was very yeah, You even had me talking about football, didn't you? Yes, yeah, you talked about football, <laughs> being our resident blue, but you were like, am I? Because <laughs> of it. Yeah, you're, you're the only one of our, we're the only City fan in the Sports Zone crew anyway. Uh, but yeah, it was a fantastic show. Make sure you tune in to that uh, on, the, uh, on, the, on the playback. Um... I'm on the website. I'm going to go... So what did you put? 30-12, was it? 12, yeah. 30-12, Salford. I'm going to go... 
good fight. It's got 52 against Stunton, didn't they? So, let's say 44. 10. 44, 10. 44, 44, 10. That would be a good, that'd be a good score. Uh, yeah, well, I think we'd be happy with that, Rob, wouldn't we? We'd be really happy with that. I'm sure what will be happy with that as well. And Like I said before, it is all about working on combinations now and getting that, that sharpness. If we can score 40, 30, 40 points in, in that game, um, I think we'll, we'll all be very pleased with that. But like I said before, as long as we can get through the game without any major injuries and, and just keep plugging away and uh, you know progressing because we've got a tough start to the season, haven't we, away at St. Helens. We don't get any tougher than that. But if we can go to, to whatever that... Stadiums, cause at Langtree Park. If we can go there, you know, on that 31st of January and be fully fit and ready to face Saints, I'll be more than happy. Yeah, very excited. Back in the swing of things in rugby league, the Salford Devils. We're going to have some fun, aren't we? We certainly are, mate. Yeah, I really enjoyed it on uh, on, on Sunday. I enjoyed doing the, the commentary with you. It's uh, I mean, I'm no commentator, but I do my best at summarising, and I really enjoyed it. And great to, to do the interviews again and. Uh, no, back back in the swing of things, like you say, and looking forward to this Saturday as well. It should be should be a good day. You know, twelve o'clock kickoff. Really excited. Yeah, big thanks for tuning in uh, to this week's uh, Devil of Detail, Paul. Uh, lots of uh, Salford chat and plenty more to come in twenty twenty. Yeah, really enjoyed it, mate. Looking forward to Saturday. Yeah, big thanks for tuning in to this week's uh, Devil of Detail. I've been Rob Parkson. You can find us on Facebook, Devil of Detail SRD. You can find us on Twitter at DITD SRD, and you can find us on SoundCloud, iTunes, and Radio Contact Store. Thanks for listening. And we'll see you next week. Ha, 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 ha.